You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, what up? You are listening to Locked On NBA Draft. I'm your host, Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. I hope everyone is having a good start to the Memorial Day weekend. I live in Dallas. The Mavs just lost. And we're expected to have rain for the next 10 days. So that kind of puts the damper on everyone's weekend. But before we get into this episode, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. As most of you know, the NBA playoffs started last week, and I've really been glued to the TV watching a lot of the playoff games. And one of the things that has stood out to me the most is teams led by recent draft picks that are playing well. You have Luka with the Mavericks, you have Trey Young and Atlanta playing well, and I mean, when you think about Atlanta, it seems like this fan base in Atlanta is behind this team more than the 60-win teams with Coach Bud a few years ago. I think that team had like four All-Stars, but the fans have supported, and I've been to games in Atlanta. I attended a game a few years back when the Hawks had four All-Stars on the team, and there was nowhere near the same excitement and the same buzz around those teams that this current team has. Trey Young has definitely energized the city. Arguably the, the biggest Atlanta Hawks star since Dominique Wilkins. I mean, I know the teams with Joe Johnson and Josh Smith and those guys are pretty competitive, but Trey Young has definitely brought a new energy to the city. And then you can't forget about what John Moran is doing in Memphis. Memphis is like the youngest, if not one of the youngest teams in the playoffs. And I want to say NBA history in the playoffs, something like that. Don't quote me. I could be wrong. But between Ja and Luka and Trey Young and then DeAndre Ayton is playing well. The Suns are tied up 2-2 with the defending NBA champs. And I said all that to say this. It just shows the impact a draft pick can have that can literally change your franchise around in two to three years. Memphis was not expected to be in this position two years ago when they drafted Ja. Atlanta, I think, even though this year they were expected to make a run for the playoffs, they are close to being in the second round. So, like I said, Trey Young has energized that city. And the Mavs are, are, are tied up with the Clippers. And that series can go either way, even though it looks like Los Angeles has momentum. So it makes me wonder which rookie in this 2021 NBA draft class can have a similar impact. Do you see the Houston Rockets or the Orlando Magic or Detroit Pistons in the playoffs within the next two to three years? If so, I think it will largely depend on how well they draft this year and the impact that that particular player makes. So again, I'm wondering, does a Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs, or Jonathan Kaminga, even like a Scotty Barnes, will they have that type of impact to where whoever drafts them is a playoff team in the next two to three years. But speaking of that, in the last episode, I dropped my mock lottery. And if you missed it, I'll give you a quick refresher. At number one, I had the Houston Rockets selecting Cade Cunningham. At number two, the Detroit Pistons selected Evan Mobley. 
I had Jonathan Kuminga going number three to the Orlando Magic, which was not very popular on my YouTube channel. I had a lot of people upset with that pick. At number four, I had Jalen Green going to the Oklahoma City Thunder. I had the Cleveland Cavaliers selecting Scotty Barnes at number five. And Golden State going with Jalen Suggs at number six. Toronto with Jalen Johnson at number seven. At number eight, I had the Orlando Magic with their second lottery pick selecting Moses Moody. At number nine, I had Usman Garuba, the power forward from Real Madrid, going to the Sacramento Kings at nine. At number 10, I had James Booknight going to the New Orleans Pelicans. At number 11, I had Alperin Shingun going to the Charlotte Hornets. Number 12, the San Antonio Spurs selecting Franz Wagner. At number 13, I had Davion Mitchell going to the Indiana Pacers. And with their second pick in the lottery, I had Keon Johnson slipping. I mean, a lot of people I've seen lately have had him as a top seven pick, but I had him falling to the Golden State Warriors at number 14. All right, now let's get into the second half of my mock lottery. I did one mock lottery before on Locked On Network, and then on my YouTube channel, the last one was the first mock one, so it's kind of weird. It's like mock lottery 2.0 on the Locked On NBA draft, and then on my YouTube channel, it is mock lottery 1.0, but either way, Thank you for listening, and let's get right into it. At number 15, it is the Washington Wizards, who look like their season is pretty much done. Westbrook isn't healthy, and if I'm in charge of the Wizards, I like what I see out of Westbrook and Bill. I'm hoping I get a healthy Avdia next year. Um, Bertans is there knocking down shots. Hachimera is playing good. I like what I got out of Daniel Gafford. And if I'm Washington, I'm gambling on Kai Jones. It's a gamble. I think that he has tremendous talent, tremendous upside, still a little raw. There are some questions about his position. Some see him as a four. Some see him maybe as a five. Some think that he has some wing skills. But I would gamble on him. I think, like I said, he's a, a, a talent. He shot well from three. He has potential to be a floor spacer a guy that can be a vertical lob threat. Even though his pick and roll numbers weren't good, I wonder with better spacing, could he be a threat as a roll man? And Washington is in somewhat of a weird predicament simply because you don't know what's going to happen with Bradley Bill. All the signs indicate that he loves it there. He plans on being there long term. And then you have Westbrook, who on paper, he's getting up there in age, but his production has has been pretty consistent. And then, you know, you feel like are they close to being a contender? Are they going to be able to add anyone in free agency that's going to push them over the top? So, And I think Kai Jones from Texas is a guy that can bring some athleticism and floor spacing. And again, I think he has loads of potential, just a little bit raw. But if he can maximize his skill set, I think that he could be a really valuable weapon for the Washington Wizards. All right, at number 16, it is the Boston Celtics. And this is a fun pick for me. I have them selecting Josh Giddy. Giddy is outside of my lottery, but I've seen a few mock drafts have him at lottery pick. I think for Boston, this would be a good pick simply because he adds size. He would give them an insurance policy for Kemba Walker, who it seems like he just can't stay healthy. I mean, he's a smaller guard. 
He doesn't really get to the free throw line. He relies a lot on his jump shot. And it just seems like Boston just hasn't been able to to just get the right fit with Kimba and Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum. I mean, Kimba's definitely their their point guard next year, but I think Josh Giddy could be a very interesting piece for the Boston Celtics. And I think that's a, a pick that they would be happy with, especially the Boston fans who are kind of out on Kimba Walker or they're they're not a big fan of him and their long-term plans. So Josh Giddy to the Celtics, I think that would be a very good value pick there. At number 17, it is the Memphis Grizzlies. And this is a pick that you would go pretty much based off of upside, not necessarily production. It is Zaire Williams from Stanford. Zaire came into his freshman year highly regarded. And just in my opinion, he did not have the season that I expected him to have. I think it could be related to his injuries. I know he was playing with a bulky knee brace at the beginning of the year. And then Stanford was just in a weird situation. I had a, a podcast guest a few weeks ago. One of the things that he brought up that I never considered was Stanford wasn't even able to practice at home. And they were like basically practicing and playing games kind of on the road because of all the restrictions due to COVID. But I think Zaire Williams is a guy that has plenty of potential. And this is a pick, like I said, it will be based off of upside, not necessarily production. And I think he could be a good fit for this young Grizzlies team that, in my opinion, has just overachieved. On paper, they do not look like a playoff team. On paper, they don't look like a team that is given the number one seed to run for their money. But Ja Morant is a difference maker, has a very heavy impact on the squad. And, and like I said, I, I think Zaire Williams could be a, a good pick here because I like what Memphis has done as far as developing their, their, their talent. So I like that pick there. I want to talk to you about BetOnline AG. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline, get all the latest news, odds, and info, and all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and even UFC and MMA action. But before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or your mobile device and check out all the sporting news, sign-up bonus, and contest information. Please do not sit on the sidelines. This is your chance to get into the game as your teams prepare for their runs in the playoffs. Some people, some guys' teams are already out and they're preparing for the NBA draft. And that's why they're listening to Locked on NBA Draft. But for those that are not and their teams are in the playoffs, head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first episode. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Promo code LOCKED ON. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, is Nikola Jokic enough for the Nuggets? I hope not. I'm a Blazers fan. That's just me being a little bit biased. But you can get more of the sports news you need in less time with Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. At number 18, it is the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I would go with Isaiah Jackson here. I had Jackson as a late lottery pick on one of my previous mocks, but, you know, <laughs> if all my mocks were the same, there would be no need to have a 2.0 or 3.0 or whatever. And I think this is a pick that seems to fit along with 
what Oklahoma City has done in the past few years. Jackson is a high upside guy. Wasn't very highly regarded coming into this class. And, well, let me put it like this. Well, he wasn't expected to be the highest drafted Kentucky player, but I think it's pretty much safe to say that he will be the first. In my opinion, Jackson would give the Thunder another young, athletic, shot-blocking presence on their front line, which features Moses Brown, Alexis Pokashevsky, and Darius Baisley. And right now, the Thunder are just stockpiling picks and talents. I mean, this is one of a gazillion picks they have in the next few years, so... They're in a position to where they can gamble on the biggest upside as opposed to who's ready to come in and contribute right away. But I wonder what they do with Al Horford. I think there's some teams that Horford could really help next year. And I hope to see him move simply because he's at the latter stage of his career and the Thunder do not have any plans for him. Please get Al out of Oklahoma City. Put him on a team where he can come in and, and be an asset. So that's just my opinion there. At number 19, it is the New York Knicks, and I'm going to address a need that has been evident in the playoffs. The Knicks need shooting and Corey Kispert. Now, I don't think that he necessarily falls this far, but he has in my mock draft, and I think that he could come in and help New York right now with his outside shooting, one of the best shooters. And some say he was the best shooter in all of college basketball. But he gives the Knicks a somewhat of a veteran presence. <laughs> and I say he's a veteran presence because he's an older, he'll, well, because he'll be an older rookie next year. You know, this is a class full of guys that are 18 and 19 years old. And Kispert has a lot more experience than the players in this draft. And I think that's something that Tibbs really enjoys. And so I think Kispert could come in and stretch the floor and... And just give the Knicks another outside shooter to compliment R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle. At number 20, it is the Atlanta Hawks. And this is the same as my mock draft 1.0. I have them selecting Trey Mann. And the Hawks have a lot of players that have similar skill sets. But I think Trey Mann could be a, a valuable piece because if you notice, since Nate McMillan has taken over, and maybe it was before Nate McMillan, but I've noticed that the Hawks have ran some sets with Trey Young off the ball, and he's very dangerous with the ball in his hands because he's such a great playmaker. But off the ball, when they have Bogdanovich running the offense and Young coming off the screens, it, it makes their offense even more dynamic. And so I think a guy like Trey Mann could come in off the bench and he could free up Trey Young from the ball handling duties. And I think both pieces or both guys playing together would, would be instant offense. Trey Mann is an excellent shooter, especially off the dribble. Has like this weird stat where most of his three-point shots came off the dribble. So it's like this new position called three-point shot creator or something like that. But anyway, I like that fit there for the Atlanta Hawks. Back on the clock is the New York Knicks. And yes, this time I addressed their need for a point guard. I know the fans are not happy with Alfred Payton, who has been benched in the playoffs. And I know Frank Nilakina. I feel like a lot of people are just ready for the Nilakina era in New York to end. And I, and I think it would be beneficial for both parties. I think Frank needs a change of scenery. Derrick Rose has been the man. Rose has been incredible. Just a, a great comeback story, and I mean, I just love seeing that he's been able to to just kind of change his career and kind of well be 
and kind of resurrect his career in New York. I mean, he's had good numbers in Detroit and Minnesota, but nobody was paying attention. And now that he's on a bigger stage in the playoffs and the Knicks, and you can really make a strong case and say he's been the Knicks' best player in the playoffs. But I would still select another point guard here, and I would go with Jaden Springer from Tennessee. I think he can play a little bit of one and two. Springer's young for his class, one of the youngest players in this draft class. And I think that he has a, a lot of potential and upside to be a, a two-way point guard. Felt like he was a little bit unselfish. I would have liked to see him take a little bit more shots. But again, I like his potential as a two-way player. He seems like the type of player that Tibbs would like in New York. And before I get into picks 22 through 30, I want to talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the sponsor of this episode, but if you're not familiar with Built Bar, it is the best tasting protein bar on the market. It is this amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing, amazing, high emphasis on amazing tasting protein bar that is 100% chocolate on all bars. Yeah, <laughs> you heard me right. It is 100% chocolate on all bars, and they have so many different flavors. You can go from coconut almond to mint brownie to salted caramel to raspberry, peanut butter brownie, which is my favorite, and it's actually been my favorite for the last couple of weeks. The, the bars taste, I mean, they're tasty, and I kind of like go back and forth. Sometimes it's coconut almond, but, but peanut butter brownie has been the flavor for the past two weeks. They also have double chocolate. Cookies and cream is definitely in my top five. And then they have Cherry Barcia. They even have one that tastes like a birthday cake that is made with 100% white chocolate. Built Bar, I'm telling you, this is a protein bar that it's, it's definitely worth it. But if you don't believe me, you can try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com or to at bar underscore built on Twitter. And remember, Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So if you got kids and your kids are standing up the carpet, dropping food, or you have somebody who just doesn't appreciate your car and stepped in with muddy shoes, you can get your carpet replaced because they got the replacements at rockauto.com. Whether it's for your classic car, your daily driver, you can get everything you need in just a few easy clicks and they'll deliver them directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and it's very easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts that are available for your car and choose the brand specifications and the prices you prefer. That's the main thing, the prices you prefer. Prices at rockauto.com are always low and they're the same for professionals or do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? You can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they'll know that we sent you. Again, you can write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you because rockauto.com has amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need 
Again, rockauto.com. You can get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. We have scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, full coverage four days a week from credentialed draft experts like myself. Again, this Locked On NBA Draft team that has been assembled, I think we're like the dream team. (laughs) Maybe I'm a little bit biased, but... We have a great group of guys and we all kind of work together. We all bring our own individual style or flavor to the podcast. So again, not just my show, all the other shows on the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. Follow us on Locked On NBA Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, back on the clock for the second half of the second half of my mock lottery, and it is the Los Angeles Lakers at number 22. This is a little bit early for the Lakers. At least I would have not predicted that the Lakers would be selecting this high in the NBA draft, but I feel like they can address the need here with Chris Duarte from Oregon. Duarte would give the Lakers another wing, a sharpshooter, and I think with his maturity and his age, and to me his age is the only thing that's holding him back from being a lottery pick. His think he'll be 24 and I know that's going to be held against him which is going to be a mistake I mean you look at Desmond Bain last year he fell late in the draft or late in the first round largely due to his age and he's a contributor for the Memphis Grizzlies right now and I think Duarte could have a similar impact and if you're LeBron you you will you love a rookie like Duarte because he's able to come in and contribute knock down open shots but he also brings some maturity you don't have to necessarily develop him. So I think Duarte would be a excellent choice for the Los Angeles Lakers. All right, back to back at number 23 and 24. It is the Houston Rockets. This is their second and third picks of the first round. And the first pick they selected, Cade Cunningham. And here at number 23, I would go with Sharif Cooper from Auburn. A little on the small side, but Sharif is electric. He would be fun to watch. I think he would definitely be a change of pace guard. I know they still have John Wall on the roster, but I think Sharif and Cade could possibly play together. I mean, I think Cade is such a a Swiss army knife that you can play him at multiple positions, but I I would love to see Sharif Cooper come in and and be like an energy guy off the bench. So that'll be my choice there. At number 24, I have the Rockets selecting Greg Brown from Texas, who was Cade's teammate on the Texas Titans. Brown came into this season with a lot of fanfare. He was one of the highly, the most highly regarded prospects in this draft class, projected to be a one and done. His season did not go as well as planned or as expected. He showcased what, what everyone knew he had coming in, freakish, freakish athleticism. I mean, he's just one of the craziest athletes, bounciest athletes that you'll ever see. He just wasn't able to necessarily put it together. Again, he showed some flashes of his upside, but overall he just did not have a a strong season. I felt like Kai Jones is probably the better player for the team, but Brown was the highly regarded prospect, so I felt like Shaka was in a Shaka Smart that is, who's no longer there. I felt like he was in a tough predicament. 
And then towards the end of the season, you saw that he wasn't playing Brown as much as he was at the beginning of the season. But overall, he has a lot of talent, and I, I think that he has the upside. He's going to have to figure out what his position is and what he brings to the table on the offensive end. I think that he has the potential to be a really good multi-positional defender. But again, I think that in order for him to reach his maximum potential, he's definitely going to have to be a little bit more polished on the offensive end of the floor. And there's some other intangible things there. But with Houston there, starting all over, they're kind of like Oklahoma City in a sense because they have a lot of picks. I believe their general manager said, don't judge this class until like 2030, or I'm sorry, don't judge the Harden trade until like 2030. Don't quote me on that. And so they're in a position to be able to gamble on talent here. So Greg Brown will be my choice for the Houston Rockets at number 24. At number 25, it is the Los Angeles Clippers. And I have them selecting Dayron Sharp from North Carolina. Don't know how much longer Ibaka is going to be effective. I think adding another big could be pretty valuable here. And I would go with Dayron Sharp, who was on arguably the greatest high school team of all time at Mount Verde. Sharp showed some potential. He's more so like an offensive rebounder, hustle guy. But I think that he's shown some flashes of being a good passer. He might be able to eventually be able to stretch the floor. Not necessarily saying he'll be a three-point shooter, but I think he should be able to extend his range. But I really like him as a, as a passer and a hustle guy. And I think that defensively he should be able to at least be able to be like a solid defensive big in the NBA. So I would go with De'Ron Sharp if I'm the Clippers at number 25. At number 26, it is the Denver Nuggets. They can go in a lot of directions here, but this is the big wild card for me, and it is my guy who's been a guest on the podcast a couple of times, Vrenz Blindberg. I think that he would be an excellent fit in Denver, and Denver has been swinging for the fences, I guess you can say Michael Porter was and wasn't. I mean, he probably would have been a top five pick if he was healthy. But a lot of teams passed on him, and Denver pulled the trigger on him, and it's definitely paid off. And then the next year, they went with Bo Bo, who was a swing for the fences type of guy. So the Nuggets aren't afraid to, to gamble on size and talent. And so Blindberg, I think, would be an excellent choice here. Again, if you don't know the name, he's not on a lot of draft boards yet, but his name is starting to get a little bit of buzz. 6'10", playmaker, kind of reminds me a little bit of Chandler Parsons. Can shoot the three, can handle the ball, can make plays out of pick and roll. I think that he would be a very good choice there in Denver. And, you know, if you've been following the Nuggets, they're not afraid to pull the trigger on an international player. So, Vrenz Blindberg is my choice for the Denver Nuggets. At number 27, it is the Brooklyn Nets, who I think are going to win the NBA championship this year. And if there is an area that you would consider a weakness for the Nets, it is the center spot. They're kind of running a committee. They've been starting Blake Griffin at the five lately. DeAndre Jordan is out the rotation. Nick Claxton has played very well. And, you know, he, he might be the best fit for them as far as what he brings to the table. Don't know how much longer Blake is going to be productive. And I would go with Charles Bassey here. Bassey was a guy that was super highly rated coming out of high school. Or maybe at one point everyone thought he was going to be like this top five pick. His name is kind of kind of faded to the background lately. I mean, he chose to go to Western Kentucky and 
his name just really hasn't had the same buzz as, as it had, I want to say, maybe like three years ago. But I still think he can be a productive center in the NBA, somewhat of a throwback center. But I think that he would be a very good choice for the Nets because he would provide size, he would provide rebounding. And I think he could just come in and, and have an impact as a shot blocker and be an energy guy. So from the Nets, I would go with Charles Bassey here. All right, at number 28 is the Philadelphia 76ers. And as long as you have Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, only thing you need to do is fill the roster with floor spacers and shooters, maybe a creator, but I'm going with Trey Murphy here, lights out shooter from Virginia. I think that he would just come in and be able to do what he does best, which is knock down open shots, has good size, and again, he's a shooter, and he's the ideal complementary piece, in my opinion, for the Philadelphia 76ers. At number 29, another player that I'm think it's kind of a wild card pick here. It is the Phoenix Suns, and I'm going with Max Apesmith from Oral Roberts, the nation's leading scorer. Doesn't necessarily pass the eye test a little bit on the small side. There are some that are wondering what is his long-term position. Is he a point? Is he undersized two? But there's one thing that he does do well, and that is put the ball in the basket. And it's kind of hard to label him. Do you label him as a shooter or a scorer? That's why he kind of reminds me of Lou Williams. But he shot the ball well. I mean, he was an efficient shooter from deep on a high volume of attempts. And I see him as a guy that's going to be able to come in and provide instant offense. And with Phoenix, they have, obviously, they have Devin Booker, um, Chris Paul, even though he's kind of dealt with injuries. But, I mean, it's the playoffs, and he seems to be injured more often than not in the playoffs. But I feel like giving Phoenix another guard that can come in and fill it up would be would be beneficial to to what they have there. So I would go with Max A. Smith at number 29 to the Phoenix Suns. And the last pick of the first round is the Utah Jazz, and I have them selecting Ayo DeSomnu from Illinois. I think that he is like the perfect combo guard for the Jazz, even though he doesn't shoot it well, and the Jazz are a team that that rely heavily on the three-point shot, but I think he could come in and provide some instant offense and just kind of fill a role there for Utah. Don't know if there's a lot of minutes there for a rookie. I mean, you figure with Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Jordan Clarkson, Royce O'Neal, those guys are going to get the majority of the guard minutes, but I think he should be able to come in and, and, and learn from those guys, and then he should be able to uh, be an insurance policy because I think Utah is going to be a contender for the next few years. So that wraps up the second half of my mock NBA draft lottery. Again, you're listening to Locked on NBA Draft. This is Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. And I'm out.